Blog Talk Radio. Eastern time and wherever your time zone is, I really don't care because I'm in Eastern time zone. So figure it out. Nine o'clock. Man, it got up to what did it get up to today? 67 degrees in Connecticut on February 20th, 2018. I, I, I mean, I, you know, and it's right now it's 55 outside. I almost went outside in my boxer shorts to do the show outside. Because 55 in February feels like 80 in June because you're so used to it being cold. So when you get warmer weather up here in the north, in the northeast, it feels like warmer. It feels warmer than it really is. It's not, but it, your brain tells you it is. Man, I went out there, I cooked me a steak. You know what I'm saying? And then tomorrow, it could hit 75 tomorrow in Connecticut. Then it's going back to like 42. But I don't worry about that on Thursday. 75 degrees tomorrow. I, 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 I don't even know. I'm so, I'm so happy because of that. I don't even know what to do with myself. Because you know why? It's not the warm weather. It's the timing of the warm weather. It's the fact that the warm weather's coming, and we're only got like another, what are we, February 20th? So we got just about a week left, and then we're in March. Now, even though it's gonna, the temperature's going to drop back to like 40s and stuff, you start thinking, are we done with snow? Like, are we done? That's what gets me excited. Is it possible? Because I got about seven inches of snow Saturday night. It's gone. It's gone. It, 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 it's gone. So I'm excited, but I'm even more excited to be back on the Madden Voice. Told y'all we're going to keep rolling because there's always something to talk about. But I'm not doing this alone this week. Last week I did it alone. You know, all of the the the, the, the fellas. Why is my – hold on. Bear with me here. Sometimes the computer just wants to do things that I don't like it to do. Okay. I, I was able to stop it. Um Last week, all, all three of the fellas had plans. Um, I don't know who's going to be here from week to week. I got to be honest with you. I'm going to be here, and then we're going to get who we get. But I do know that this week, I am not alone. This week, I do have a co-host, and he goes by the voice of reason. I call him my younger brother. JB, welcome back to the Madden Voice. Yes, sir. I am back. Glad to be back. Hate that I missed last week, but that's in the past. We are now in the present, moving towards the future. 
you know, and, and we're here. And, um, you know, if, if I was only going to have one host with me, I'm glad it's you. You know, and if these guys decide to show up, great. If they don't, great. <laughs> you know? Hey, you know? Hey, man, did you see my, did you see my post under your post? <laughs> um, refresh my memory because it's been a crazy day. Well, we, we, you and I, we ain't got to, you know, announce it on, on the oh, show, but oh, we know what today is. Today's post. Yes, today's sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I thought you saw me like your post. I may have seen it and just forgot. I don't remember. Yeah. But. No. Hey. <laughs> Trust me. Like you said. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Like you, like you just said. That's in the past. Today, you know, the, the present, we here today, right? You smell what JB is cooking. There you go. There you go. So I want to jump right in. So what I wanted to start to talk about, um, I kind of hoped K-Star joined us, but I don't know what his deal is. I, I, you know, he's moving and this and that, so who knows. Um, but I kind of had wanted him to join because K-Star pisses me off. I, 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 I mean, uh, he, just, he just needs to shut up. It really does. He just, he just needs to shut up. He is an example of everything I despise about the millennial generation. And they think that you could read a few memes and, and watch a few YouTube videos, and that carries more than real-life experience or real-life education. And I finally had to say to him, I don't want to talk politics with you anymore. And I don't, because... He, he, he doesn't grasp the simple concept of, and this is real easy, I'm a black man, you're a white man. You do not have the right to tell me about the struggle that I'm living or the race that I'm running because you don't, you don't run the same race as me. And that's it. I don't want to hear it from you. I don't want a white guy telling me that times are better and things are better. I, I don't want to hear it from you. Because you wouldn't know because you're on that side. You're not on this side. I'll listen to a, a brother tell me that, and then we can get into a dialogue. But I don't, want, I don't want any white person telling me that I don't want to hear it. Things are better, and, you know, why are black people that? Hey, they shut up. Shut up. And I, it was a guy I wish I had. I, I probably could find it on Twitter. But some guy, um, you know, one of K-Star people that he likes – um, you know, and the guy's probably about the same age as K-Star, and he was speaking somewhere and, you know, pretty much said that he thinks it's ridiculous that I can't have an opinion about black people because I'm not black. And everybody's like, arr, 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 arr. and everybody in the audience was white. <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, you can have an opinion, and you can, you can share your opinion with your white friends, but I don't want to hear it. I, I don't want to hear it. Don't tag me. Don't text me with it. I don't care because it's not relevant because, because it doesn't matter. Now, why do I bring this up? What does this got to do with sports? What does it got to do with football? Well, politics and sports have intersected once again. And, you know, in this, I call this the age of Colin Kaepernick. That's the age we live in right now. The age of Colin Kaepernick. And the latest person to stand out was LeBron James. And LeBron James did an interview 
on uh, I think it's his his website uh, that he started the mm-hmm. uh, I think it's the undefeated is that what it's called Jay? I believe so. Yeah, I think it's called the undefeated, and it's a, it's meant to be a um, a uh, you know I'm gonna make sure that I'm not giving the wrong. I have it on my iPad. But I got my iPad charger. Um, it's meant to be a place for you know athletes to say they thing without the fear of you know repercussion. No, I don't have it. I got rid of it. Okay, but I think it's the undefeated. So anyway, yeah, I'm like sure by now most people that, kind of like, exactly. So mm-hmm. as most people know by now, he said some things. KD said some things, and Fox commentator Laura Ingram, 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 or Ingraham, I think it's Ingram, came out and pretty much you know the long and short of it was, you're an athlete, you're not a politician. Um, you know, shut your mouth and dribble. That was pretty much what she said. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and in her defense, she has said similar things to certain people in the past. She said it to the Dixie Chicks, shut up and sing. And she said it to somebody else. So, you know, it, she had, she's not singling out LeBron James. But at the same time, she, she made a point of saying that. And, you know, my, my, my whole problem is... I want to I want to commend Chris Long and the Long family because Chris Long came out and said I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet um, pictures of all the non-political analysts that you've had on Fox like Kid Rock and um, Kurt Schilling and the list goes on and on and so it's kind of hypocritical but but here here's the problem here's here's where I really get upset um who cares what she thinks. Like, like, you know, we're, how, how do I say this? I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm not choosing my words, but I want to make sure I make my point. We have a guy who is the president who was a reality TV star and a real estate developer. Zero political experience. And the world loved him, right? The country loved him because of that. It's a fresh outlook. It's a new face. He's going to drain the swamp and all this bullshit that he ain't done none of. Now we got LeBron James, who is the epitome of what this country stands for, right? You, you work hard and you shall succeed, right? The old Protestant work ethic, as they call it, you, you know, you yep. work hard and you shall succeed. And that's what he did. No one gave him any, everything he's gotten. He's earned. And he has an opinion. And the thing about his opinion, it had nothing to do with um, the platform or anything like that. It was he, he made a comment and it was just, hey, you know, he is the number one citizen. He's like our head coach and he's not leading. And he said the same thing that half the Republicans have been saying. He said yep. the same thing that the Supreme Court justice has been saying. So why is this lady singling out LeBron James during this time period? And I can only come up with one answer. It's the Colin Kaepernick effect. Because when you are a black superstar athlete making millions, the masters want you to play your game and shut your mouth. And that's, that's what I got from that. 
Now, I'm not saying she's racist. I don't know the lady. I'm not. Don't anybody misconstrue what I'm saying that she's racist because I don't know the lady. So I don't know that she's racist. She might be. She may not be. I don't know. But I do know the underlying tone of that message was your only value is on the basketball court. The same thing they said to Colin Kaepernick. Your only value is you throw football passes. So throw football passes and shut up. And I have a problem with that because we had a the greatest basketball player of all time. And, Jay, I'll let you get some of this in a minute. I just want to set the table a little bit. The greatest basketball player of all time, in my opinion, Michael Jordan, his one shortcoming was that he would not do this. And the reason is because um, he, he didn't want to damage his brand. And he is quoted as saying, Republicans buy sneakers too. So Michael Jordan didn't set the precedent. He didn't, he didn't set the example. But in this generation, we have a, a number of black athletes, black actors that are standing up. Now, is anybody telling those kids down in Parkland, Florida, to shut up and go back to school? Is anybody saying that to them? Because every time I turn on the news, another one of them is being interviewed, and they're talking about how much they don't like Trump and, and don't come here and tell me you're sorry, do something about it. And I, I, I'm not hearing this lady on Fox telling, telling those kids to shut up and go back to school. But, but that's okay because they just came out of a tragedy. Black people live that tragedy every damn day. And I'm not discounting what those kids went through. It's horrible. And I'm proud of those young adults that are speaking out. I'm, I'm, I'm not against it. I'm for it. Keep talking. But what I'm saying is this country is too fickle to me. You know, you, you make and choose what's okay. And a guy like LeBron James, who's got, I believe when I believe he's got something like 47 million followers on Facebook. I mean, um, I'm sorry, on social media, everything combined. When he speaks, people listen. And I wonder, Laura Ingram, how many do you have? I bet it ain't 47 million. I, I'm just, I'm annoyed at the ignorance. And I'm annoyed that I feel like I'm the only one. I mean, I'm sure you, you're Jay. I'm going to give you the floor in a minute. I know I'm not saying you, you don't see it, and I'm sure Trent. But why aren't the masses seeing this? And there were a lot of people that spoke up and defended LeBron James. I don't mean that. But I mean the bigger picture here. There's a bigger picture that just smacks of favoritism. And unfortunately, there's racial, racial you know, undertones to this favoritism. And I don't like it. And we have a platform to speak up on it, and that's what I'm doing. JB, the floor is yours. Well, I agree with just about everything you said. Um, the, the take with Lauren Ingram, I, I liken it myself to a bully. And a bully will pick their fights where they see fit. And she's made these comments to other folks in the past, and now she's making it towards LeBron. And, and to your point, I, I disagree with how she's doing it. She has her, her opinion. She has a right to an opinion. But this is not the time to go down that path. You're, you're following in the footsteps of the president, and rightfully so, because that's the one person that she supported. She, um, I don't know if she campaigned, but she basically was a Trump supporter. So this is where all this is stemming from. And 
you're, you're following the lead of a leader that's divisive because what she's doing is divisive as well. We are trying to be the actual United States of America, not the divided states of America. And when you come out and you say this, that, and the third about folks and basically telling everybody to stay in their lane, if you don't agree with me and you're not in my field, stay in your lane, your opinion doesn't count. That's not what America is about. That's not what America is about. It's about people having a right to voice their opinion. It's about having freedom of speech. And to try and chop someone off at the knees because they don't agree with you or don't agree with your opinion or your take or, or the, the fundamentals that you carry is preposterous. Uh, and, and again, I'm not going to say she's racist because I don't know her from a hole in the wall, but I think she's ignorant. I think she's flat out ignorant. And I'm glad that, that LeBron and, and KD had that segment in the car with, with Kerry Champion. I was, I was really proud of that. I was really proud of the fact that LeBron, he said, I'm not going to just, I'm not going to shut up and dribble. Thank you for this platform because I'm going to continue to speak on it because he wants what every other black person in America wants as well. That's just equality. That's all. It's just equality. We're not trying to be better. We're not trying to take over anything. We just want a fair fight. That's it, fair fight. And and let the chips fall in May after that. So I think it's 30 million Instagram followers for him. I think KD is 17, so that's where the 47 million is coming from. But still, splitting hairs. That's a whole bunch of folks that are following, a couple of individuals. And LeBron has, and, and you, you hit the nail right on the head because that's what I was going to say also. He embodies what America is about. He came up with nothing, had a gift, worked hard at the gift, shined it, fine-tuned it and everything, and he's built upon it. Now he's building upon it even further because he sees that people are listening to him. He sees that people are following him literally and figuratively, and he feels he has a voice to make change or at least help facilitate change. I have zero problem with that whatsoever. Because we need more of that. I wish Michael Jordan was, was like that. I wish we had more folks that were like that because the, the sports world and the political world are going to continue to blend with social media being so, so much in the forefront. We're going to see more and more of this moving forward in the days, weeks, months, years to come. This is just the tip of the iceberg. So I'm extremely proud of the fact that he's taking the, the, the mantle, if you will, and trying to charge forward for change. And he needs to do that because we're going to have, continue to have folks like this lower Indian person, other folks that kind of, and the one thing that makes me grit my teeth is hearing folks say, black people have it the best that they've ever had it. No, it's so much bigger than that. That's so much a, a small piece of the pie. That's not big picture. We're not talking about what it was back then. We're talking about what it is now and what it needs to be moving forward trying to push that, that boulder up the hill. And the more we have people behind that boulder pushing up the hill, the more momentum we'll gain, the better off we're going to be as a country as a whole. So these folks that keep cutting folks off at the knees because they have an opinion, stop it. Just stop it. Get a grip with yourself. Stop it. Listen to the issue and try and solve it. They always say, be a part of the solution, not the problem. That's what I'd like to see more of. Be part of the solution, not the problem. Well said. Let me add this. You know, 
when you say shut up and dribble, it's almost like the only thing we can do is go play basketball. You know, your, your, your opinions and your, you know, you know, uh, your point of views aren't relevant. Just go play basketball. And, you know, we, we, we are a lot more than athletes, the, the black people. You know, you and I have two parents that were given nothing, nothing, and built a great life that we benefited from, you and I. Dad yep. working in a factory for 36 years, mom in insurance, getting her master's degree, you know, but they, they weren't given while anything from their parents. Add that in while working full time and taking care of a family at this all at the same time. Right. And, 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 you know, they weren't given, and, and this is, this is, you know, um, 80s, 90s, you know, which, uh, you know, I, I don't know, you know, I, I, I remember that time, and I can't say that it was better then than it is now, okay? So, I mean, the, the, there was no social media, but it sucked then and it sucks now. Right. And you and I are out here doing our thing, and I think the vast majority of our brethren are out here doing our thing, and yet you would think that all minorities are living off the state and getting Section 8 and living in the projects. And that's the, the image that the masses want you to believe, and it's just not the case. And I think LeBron really said it best, you know, you know, got, got a – a multi-million dollar estate in Brentwood, which is one of the most affluent neighborhoods in the country to live in. You know, we all know Brentwood because that's where OJ, that's where all that stuff went down. Okay. That's Brentwood for you. And they sprayed nigger on his, on his gate, you know? And I think yep. it was, um, uh, Don King pretty much said, you know, <laughs> no matter who you are, you always going to be a nigger because that's how they going to always yep. look at you. You know, and when I hear something like shut up and dribble, that's kind of how it makes me feel. And again, I don't know that she's racist. She may be, she may not. She's on Fox News, so I don't like none of them. Sorry, I don't like none of them. Uh, well, Chris Wallace ain't bad. He, he kind of all right. Um, loved his father, but um, he ain't bad. But most of them, most of them suck. Okay, but it's the perception of making those comments and. You know, to me, it was kind of trolling. It was kind of like, you know, she wanted to go and attack someone that's even bigger than her. She's got a huge platform, but he's got even a bigger one. So let me go at him, and then I can I can ride some of that wave, and that's exactly what she did, and that's exactly what happened. Well, you know, as long as that keeps happening, um, and I said this to this guy today. I was, um, I was uh, leaving a mortgage banker's meeting. And one of the guys on on the board with me is an attorney. Happened to, happened to do my closing, which when we were sitting there doing my closing on my house eight years ago, we kept looking at each other, and then we figured out where we knew each other. And um, so now we're both on the board of the mortgage banker. So I've known him a long time. And, Jay, you may have saw the thing I put on my Facebook that said, um, um, I need every black man to go out and buy an AR-15. They'll be banned by Tuesday. All right? And I, you know – I put sad, but as a ring of truth, and mostly everybody agreed with me. There was a couple people that dissented. One of them is a guy I've known since uh, we were kids, so I don't, you know, he, he's good. He's good dude. I don't, I he, he's fine. But this guy Larry, who saw it, he said, 
He said, I stay away from stuff political because I'm an attorney and, you know, I don't want the law firm to see something and misconstrue it. So I stay away. He said, but let me know. Let me tell you this. He's a white guy. I am telling you, if I could like that 500 times, I would. And he said to me, he said, I don't understand why the country is so up in arms with the murders in Parkland. He said, and don't get me wrong. It was it's a horrible tragedy. We dealt with it here in Connecticut with Sandy Hook. You know, I get it. It's horrible. I'm not I'm not saying that it's it's not horrible. But what's going on in Chicago like every day? You know, like there's parts of this country where black kids are getting killed two, three, four a day. And 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 we we turn the other cheek. This happens and it's international news. I don't get it. Now, this is a white dude saying this to me. And I'm sitting there like, oh, there. All right. You know, like, you know, damn, man, you know. So there are people that get it. I just wish there were more. I just wish there were more. And every time I see something like this and every time, every once in a while I turn on Fox News and I listen to it for as long as I can, which is usually about 90 seconds, and then I can't deal with it anymore because it's so. Last week when the indictments came out of those 13 Russians that meddled in the election, Mm -hmm. Yep. It, was, it was breaking news on MSNBC. It was breaking news on CNN. I go over to Fox. They weren't even talking about it. They weren't even discussing it. They were talking about something completely different. Now, how are you going to call yourself fair and unbiased? That's major news. Whether you agree or like it or not, that's major news. They weren't even covering it. You know, until this country understands race relations – and it's got to start at the top. And we've taken a thousand steps back with the leader we have now. And until he wakes up, which I don't think is going to happen, I think we're stuck. I think it's just this is this is, you know, I, I, the good news is he's going to be a one-term president. There ain't no way he getting reelected. But the Democrats better wake up and put somebody in there that you know that that has a, a half common sense about them. Can't just throw anybody in there. But he's but Trump's very beatable. He's very beatable. He has no idea what he's doing. He's not going to change, and and you know he still has the lowest approval rating in history. So everybody's going to be on that bandwagon in a little over three, a little under three years. You're going to be very disappointed. In the meantime, I just I, I just hope that we can make some progress in these race relations. I really do, because it's so disappointing. And I ain't even thinking about me so much. I figured out how to survive. You know, I'll make it. <laughs> I done made it. I've been out here 30 years in this world. I'll make it. Think about my kids, you know, and, and coming up behind my kids is your your daughter. You know, think about our kids and how they're going to make it. And what can we do to hand it over to them? Because we're running the show right now. But at some point, you and me, we're going to be gumming grapes, you know, wearing Depends undergarments, you know, <laughs> and talking yep. about, hey, boo, you know. Uh-huh. So when that happens. I want to turn it over to them and feel like we left it better than we found it. And right now, I don't feel that way. I don't feel that way at all. Well, the, the all sad right. part is we're only 13 months into this presidency, and <laughs> we have a long way to go. And I feel like it's a slippery slope that can only go in one direction. Uh, but the other thing I will say is this. You notice how we don't talk about malaria in the United States. Why? Because we have vaccines and whatnot. It's been eradicated. You don't hear things like polio anymore. Why? Because we've had vaccines and it's been eradicated. It would be really nice if we can have a vaccine for racism so we can eradicate that too. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. 
<laughs> right, because unfortunately, yeah. until that happens, this is going to continue to be an issue because that's the only time things come up is when it's an issue. And when it's an issue that doesn't get eradicated, it keeps coming back and coming back and coming back and coming back. Uh, to slightly switch gears, we yeah, talked about just shut up and dribble. I don't know if you caught wind of the uh, hockey player, happens to be yes. African-American. He was placed in the penalty yes. box, and the fans started chanting basketball. Now, if that isn't a microcosm of what is going on in this country, then I don't know what is. I don't know what is because you have that, you have the uh, Bubba Wallace, the guy that came in second place in, in the uh, Daytona 500. I mean, he broke down in front of the microphone just falling because of how happy he was to, to be African-American, to be uh, in a sport that, hey, it's dominated by white folks. I'm not, not uh, calling it what it's not. It is what it is. And he was overjoyed at the support that he's received that he, he just he was overwhelmed with emotion. And now I got a lump in my throat, and I don't even know the dude from a hole in the wall. And, and all this happening during Black History Month, it's like, man, this is the crossroads is ridiculous. It would just be really nice if, and this is just blue sky and hoping things turn better, but, man, it would be nice for folks to embrace. I'm just waiting for the United States to truly become united. And like I said, you got all these diseases. No, it's not because you've got all these diseases that have vaccines. We need a vaccine for racism. We need one like yesterday. And if we, yeah. like you said, start at the top, trickles on down. They always say poop flows south. So it starts at the top, trickles its way down. Unfortunately, we've got a little under three more years until I feel as though we're going to have that kind of conversation. Because right now, these, these four years of what they will be, pretty much shot. Pretty much shot. Listen, I don't see anything. Listen, let, listen, let me just, you know, a couple of things and then we'll move on. But one, um, I was really disappointed in some of the shows that covered the hockey player in that incident where they, they, they you know, they said that it was wrong. And but they said that the, the, the people shouldn't be permanently banned because they should be allowed to come back and demonstrate that they learned a lesson. And I disagreed disagree um they knew what they were doing so there ain't no lesson for them to learn and if they do learn it then learn it out there in society but you know as far as i'm concerned you know you, you this is a professional athlete that you disrespected you lost your privilege to go see him play it's over goodbye um learn your lesson else gonna say yeah learn your lesson else um it, it's kind of like it's kind of like we talked about before with domestic violence you have certain coaches that stay well, everybody deserves a second second chance, and other coaches say, yeah, they deserve a second chance. It's not on my team. They can go get a second chance somewhere else. That's what I like. Right. Too. Right. The other thing I'll say is, and, you know, it's not going to be a popular thing, but I'm going to say it because it's how I feel. Um, we're not going to – it's not going to happen that we're going to get a level playing field because we have we – have, look at what we have overcome. Look at where we have come from um, through – protest through educating ourselves through certain community leaders and civil rights leaders and you know civil rights act was 1965 i mean we're only talking 53 years ago okay um you know look at where we've come from from the from the days of slavery in the jim crow to today where you know 
I live I live on a street. You you've been in my house. You know where I live. And I had neighbors move in a couple weeks ago, and they were black. Yeah, you know, I got neighbors down the street, and they black. All homeowners. You know. So look at where we've come from. And and that's with it not being fair, not being equal. Look at the look at you know Michael Jordan, a pro uh, sports uh, owner, uh, Bob Johnson. I think that's his name. Started BET. It's Bob yeah. Johnson. I think that's yeah. his name. Yeah, that's BET. Yeah. Oprah Winfrey, billionaire. Look at what we've accomplished without it being fair. Can you just imagine what we would do if it was fair? Can you just imagine? how society would be if everything was equal and not just African-Americans, Hispanics. I mean, let's not even talk about what the um, Asians and, and Indians and Chinese, when I say Indians, I mean, India, Indians, not American Indians and Chinese and that what they come over here and do. Okay. They come over here and like create their own little communities and thrive. Okay. So look at what all these pockets of population have done in a society that has not embraced as much as it could embrace has not given the opportunity as much as they could give the opportunity and look at what has happened. Can you just imagine? So because they don't want to see that, they don't want to see that. They don't want to give up what's theirs or what they think is theirs. So the only, the only way we're going to have change is to keep doing what we've been doing. So Colin Kaepernick and, and, and the such, I'm saying this, um, you know, rhetorically, keep kneeling. LeBron James and Kevin Durant, you know, keep saying what you need to say. And you know what? If Laura Ingraham wants to keep saying, shut up and dribble, LeBron James is right. Just brings us more attention. It just it gave him another three or four minutes to get up there on his platform during the All Star game and address her and to bring more awareness to the issues. So y'all want it, y'all <laughs> we're playing your game and beating you at it. <laughs> Think about that. Let that marinate playing your game and we're beating you at it we had a black president who by all accounts by all accounts even people that don't like him like him better than trump and by by record if you look at what he accomplished if you look at it objectively not with a slanted eye if you look at the state of the country when he got it in 2009, and you look at the state of the country where he handed it off in 2017, there is not a person that objectively can say he didn't leave us in much better shape than where he found us. And he was happened to be African-American. Yeah, I know he had a white grandmother or whatever. I get it. White mom. I get it. We had a black father, so it makes him African-American. So you know what? If you don't give it to us, we're going to take it anyway. But it would be nice if we could just, Rodney King, all get along. Can we just all get along? Yeah. Speaking of second chances. What? Was there more? Uh, well, I was going to just add one one piece because you had mentioned the Michael Jordans, the Oprah Winfrey's, and, and, and the like. And a lot of the, the general population is going to say, well, see, things are getting better. And, and I hate those kind of analogies. I really do, because it, it doesn't explain the full picture, and, and that's what we need to focus on, the, 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 the big picture, the real picture. The other thing I want well, to I, say I, is – Well, let me just say this, though, but what I, the complete point I made, it, it, to, which would counter that, is that's being done in spite of, not because of. So no, things right. aren't better. In spite of the fact 
that we don't have a level playing field, we can still point to these success stories. So go ahead. Right, right, and, and I, I agree with that. And uh, the other thing I wanted to add in, let's get behind the LeBron. Let's get behind the Colin Kaepernick. Let's also get behind the Chris Longs of the world too because you have a white yeah. guy that, that, that is right side-by-side side, lockstep with the LeBrons and with the KDs and with the Colin Kaepernick's of the world. So if you have someone like that that is also out in the front forefront, get behind him too because he is fighting the same kind of fight and putting up the same type of, 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 of verbal um, assault, if you will, that LeBron is doing. And he's a white guy. He gets and it. he's not sitting up there telling us everything is better and, you know, he, he's not doing any of that crap that I hate. Yeah, I, I cannot stand it. He is telling it like it is. And I had a conversation with one of, one of my co unemployment is, unemployment is lower. You should be happy. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth, Hermie. Right. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Shut on it, Hermie. Yeah. Um, I had a conversation with one of my colleagues when I was out in Utah a couple of weeks ago. Buddy Harold, shout out to him because he, he gets it. And, and he fully admits, he's like, you know, I'm, I'm a white guy. I don't know what it's like to be black, but I just want to understand. Just talk to me about it because I, I live in my own little world where everything is, is basically kumbaya. I don't, I, don't, I don't have to deal with the same kind of struggles that you have to deal with. So I broke it down to him. I told him, I said, hey, I've been called the N-word to my face. I've been called even worse than that to my face. I've been accused of stealing. I've been mean mugged by the police. I've all that stuff. You haven't had to deal with it, have you? Like, mm-mm. I haven't touched it. Don't know anything about it. I said, that's the problem. That's the problem. I have to deal with stuff that you don't have to deal with just because I have more pigmentation in my skin than you do. That's the crux of the issue. That's what we're trying to get past, where it doesn't matter your skin color. We're all dealing with the same thing. Once we can get past that, then we can start to really grow this country. But for whatever reason, we can't get past that. And I, I told them also, study the history. And you've heard me say that on the show before, study the history. If you want to understand the present and the future, know the history because that will help open some eyes up to realize that not everything is, is peaches and cream kumbaya. There's some real stuff going on out there. You're just not privy to it because you don't have to walk in those same footsteps, those same shoes that we do. All right. I think we beat this up enough. Let's uh, get to Let's some go. other stuff. So Ray Carruth. He gets out of jail. Ray Ray gets out of jail in October. And um, in case, you know, people out there saying, who the hell is that? He is the guy who played for the Carolina Panthers, um, who arranged to have his fiance or girlfriend, whatever the hell she was, and pregnant with their child killed. She ended up dying, but the kid, the kid lived. And he, and he uh, conspired to make that happen. Actually, Arrested him. He was in the trunk of a car when they arrested him. And y'all want to yeah, hear some jokes true. about the king, 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 kings of comedy? It's jokes on that. But yeah. he gets out <laughs> this year. Yeah. He gets out this year. And the, the only reason I bring this up because he's a former football player, but I had to laugh when I read that he was looking for custody. Now the kid has cerebral palsy because the mother, uh, you know, obviously was shot and ended up dying. Um, but they saved the kid, but the kid has not lived a normal life, had cerebral palsy, so the kids had nothing but problems from birth. 
and the kid is in the custody of the grandmother. And so um, the grandmother pretty much, you know, he, he wrote a letter and I apologize. I feel remorseful. And when I get out, I'd like to have custody of, of my son. Um, you know, it's not the, the grandmother's responsibility. It's mine, blah, blah, blah. And the grandmother said, look, you know, um, I, I accept your apology um, for the murder of my daughter. Um, but over my dead body, are you going to get custody of this kid? <laughs> and and yep. I, you know, the only reason I bring it up is is um, how stupid can anybody be? Like, hey, you know what? You're fortunate that you're getting out of jail at an age where you still have enough time to live a productive life after doing some something that's just outrageous, like, you know, having somebody, you know, spending money to have somebody kill your freaking professional athlete. And this is what you choose to do. It's ridiculous. Um, so you're fortunate that, you know, 18 years is we, the time that he served. He was sentenced to 18 to 24. He's getting out at 18. So, you know, I don't know how old he is, but, you know, I'm, I'm imagining he's probably even younger than me. Okay. He's probably yeah. Jay around your age. In his 40s. Um, yeah. His 40s. Yeah. Cause you so, went to, um, University of Colorado when I was in school too. So I think like 43, 44, something like that. Okay. So, you know, you, you, you still young enough to get out, you know, try to get your life together, you know, write a book, you know what I mean? Like do some interviews, you know, you know, get on TV, go on Dr. Phil and cry. And I, I don't know what I was thinking and I was wrong and make a little money. And, you know, you got time to do all that. So do all that stuff, do the stuff that people that were famous do when they get out of jail. But the fact that you had the audacity, the nerve, the unmitigated gall to say that you should get custody of someone of a, of your child that you wanted killed, like I don't even I I I swear to God, if this country even like that shouldn't even be discussed, that shouldn't even be a topic of conversation. It sh- it should be it should be laughed, it should be laughed at, like like. I get that there are certain things that there's a process. That right there, once they get off the ground from laughing at that request, they should just say, man, go on. Go on now. You, you're getting out. Don't make us have to put you back in here. Go on about your life. Act like that kid don't even exist. You know, like, I mean, you're even mm-hmm. young enough. It really, frankly, as far as I'm concerned, they should, they should go give him a vasectomy. He, shouldn't be, he should not be allowed. It should be one of the things, upon release, you will never have children because because you had an opportunity to be a father, and instead you decided that you were going to have the, the, people, the mother and, and, and your child killed. So you have lost the right. To, so as far as I'm concerned, I, he would have a vasectomy, okay, and, and, and that would be that, and go on and live your life and, and be productive, but you can't be reproductive, okay? You can't have kids, and you can't – you have nothing to do with that kid. Like, it is the most ridiculous thing I've ever read, like – it's I don't get it. It's like it's like it's like Michael Vick going to get you know a dog license. <laughs> you know, pretty much. Like, yeah, it's just I I don't get it. I don't I, and 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 you know and Ray Ray's black man. Okay, he's black man. I don't really care. I don't care what color he is. I'm just putting it out there. I'm equal opportunity. I hate. I'm a hater. I'm a hate on you. And he did. I'm gonna be following this this story over the next seven eight months. And I don't want to hear, well, they're having a hearing. There's nothing to discuss. The answer is no, Negro. Goodbye. That's it. And if they give it any more time than that, then this country is farther gone than I thought. 
And that's all I got to say about it. Yeah, I have nothing to add because I think it's just a ridiculous topic. So, um, well said, enough said. All right. Um, so, Kirk Cousins, uh, today is the day that you can actually start to franchise tag NFL players. Uh, I heard Jarvis Landry was tagged. So, for all those people out there that were you know, plotting and scheming to get Jarvis Landry on your team, including some Cowboy fans that really thought that maybe the Cowboys could go get Jarvis Landry and let Dez go, which, you know, I, I kind of told everybody that ain't going to happen. Um, he, he got franchise tag today, so let that dream go. But Kirk Cousins, uh, the Jets came out and pretty much said that they will pay whatever to get him. Um, but – Rumor has it that maybe the Broncos are the leading place for him to go. Jay, if you're if if, if you're Kirk Cousins' agent, do you go for the money or do you go for the opportunity? Because they're not in the same place. What would you do? Uh, I, I say you go for the the opportunity. Um, quite frankly, uh, depending because he's already made what forty some million, sixty some million like that. He's going to get his money. Period. And and. I kind of disagree with that. I think it is possible for him to get the money and the opportunity in the same place. I think the Broncos would be a, a very good landing spot. I think he'd be able to get paid there, and I also think that he would be able to make a difference. They can't. Um, they can't pay him what they can't pay him what the Jets could pay him. That's why I said uh, that. Yeah. Okay. Jets got Jets uh, got more uh, money available to pay. Jets could make him the yeah. highest paid quarterback in the NFL. The Broncos can't. That's why. Sure. That's why I'm saying. He can go play for the Broncos, and you know he'll make some money. You know he'll get right. paid. But remember, remember they still got how many quarterbacks? They got Osweiler on their payroll. They got yeah, um, Simeon on there. Trevor Simeon. Simeon they on got their payroll. Osweiler came they back, got- and they paid him pretty good. They got Lynch on their payroll. So I mean, you know, they they'll well, have guess, some I, money. I guess the, the question is, how much would they be willing to pay him? Versus well, what I, he would get. Because the, the Jets and the Browns are the two ones that have the, the most cap space. The Browns don't have any interest, from what I've heard. So, it, it, it's... it's <laughs> and I don't um, think he should have any either, myself. Because that's... Until the Browns can show that they are riding the ship, um, I, I wouldn't go there myself. Uh, they're, they're making so, small strides, but no. So, back to the original question. Do you go for the money? Or do you go for the opportunity? You go to Denver, and, and you're a contender. You go to the Jets, you're getting paid, you ain't a contender this year. Now, maybe, you know, down the road, but not this year. Yeah, and you know what? I think about the Jets, and I think about the roster they had and the season they had. There was a point uh, folks weren't sure if they were going to win a game before the season started. And I think Todd Bowles did a really good job with that team, making them competitive off the jump. Uh, Obviously, they weren't going to win a division, but they were at least competitive. Um, that's a good question. Now that I think about it, that's a good question. I know it's a good question. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, going, I'm, going to, I'm going to stick with you go for the opportunity. Um, and, and, and I'm hedging a bit only because one hit in the NFL and you are out of a job. Um, but I'm going to say you go for the opportunity. So he's been franchised two years in a row, so he's made over $20 million a year for the last two years. 
Um, and before that, he was on his first contract. So the last couple of years, he's made he's made some pretty good money. Um, so because of that, I would lean in your direction as well. I think because he's made forty, fifty million over the last two years, you know, you know, you, you can go and be the highest paid quarterback at least for a little while, or you can go and put yourself in a position on a Super Bowl. In in the NFL, you know, being a champion, yeah, really in, in in all the competitive sports, you know, now you put yourself in another category of people, and you put yourself in another category of where maybe you can now endorsements and things of that nature that you wouldn't have being a mediocre quarterback on a mediocre team or even being a good quarterback on a mediocre team. And because you've made the money at this point, if I'm your agent, I'm saying, I mean, Hey, you want, you know, you got a family and I mean, you know, we, we sitting here like, you know, $50 million shouldn't be enough for them to live comfortably for the rest of his life. But Hey, whatever, you know, you, you want to go now and, and, and break the bank and go get 130, 40, 50 million. I think, um, what did, uh, uh, Garoppolo got, I think it was five years, 137 million. So you want to top yeah. that and make it five, 140, 150, go do it. But do you want to be a champion? You know, and, and I, I tend to lean where you are because we saw Peyton Manning go out there and do it. Now, he ain't no Peyton Manning, but I will say this. He's at least as good as Peyton Manning was when Peyton won the Super Bowl. Now, Peyton didn't have the physical attributes, but he had the mental ones. Where this guy won't have Peyton's mind, but he certainly had, can, you know, physically is in better shape than Peyton was when he won that Super Bowl. So, and you still got, you know, you still got Vaughn Miller. You still got some, some, some pieces on that team. Um, yeah. I, 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 you know, I would do that if I were him. Something tells me he's going to go for the money. Just something tells me. I, I, I couldn't blame and him I, if he were to do that. Because yeah. the other people, just, just, just to interject real quick, because the other point I wanted to make also as to why I was leaning towards, Broncos, and you look at you look at ownership, and you look at the Jets, and, and they're still muddy in the water, so to speak. You look at the Browns; they got uh, John Dorsey, who, from what I hear, is, is highly respected, but he's just getting started. So you've got the Broncos with John Elway already cemented, already established, and they're they're basically is almost like a, a turnkey organization. So that'd be the other reason for for going in that direction. But again, why do you keep bringing up the Browns, though? Huh? Said, why do you keep bringing up the Browns? Just just a, another form of, of dysfunction, that's all. Uh, I mean, if you're talking about okay, the they're not, that, that's they're another draft form of dysfunction, too. Yeah, they're going to draft a quarterback. They're, they're not. Well, they're going to draft Yeah, they need to get, they need to get uh, a quarterback, and they need to get Barkley. And, and if they can in the draft, they probably will. We'll see. Um, yeah, maybe even trade out of that number one spot, go down and, and get the quarterback they want, and get some more picks. Because uh, no, no, see, 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 there you go, trying to be cute. You know how much they've screwed up. No, they need to take the number one pick and go get their quarterback. Okay, they don't <laughs> the need Browns to trade back. Up anyway. <laughs> Bro, that, that's what I'm saying. They done screwed up too many times. Couldn't get the trade done to get uh, McCarron and all that. Nah, nah. Take your number one pick. And go get your whoever's the top quarterback on your board, Mayfield or whoever. I don't know who it is, but go get them. Go get them. 
Don't mess around. Try to be cute and end up end up getting out of the first round without a quarterback again. I would, man, don't you don't make me have to go to Cleveland. They better take that but, but pick. You, I think they don't they have number one and like number four. Yeah, one and four. But you do bring up a compelling case. Going back to McCarron, he's now an unrestricted free agent because he won his case. Do they continue to now go after him and use that number one pick on something else because they they have a, a myriad of needs? Do they go after McCarron and 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 get their quarterback position solved that way? I would go. I would take your number one pick. Even the number one tr- pick isn't going to make what you have to pay McCarron. So I would. I would go get you, take your number one pick and go get your quarterback. That's what I would do. Who's going to groom him? Who's going to groom that you know, number one pick? You always need that. That's the, you know I mean number one picks come to NFL with nobody ahead of them. Who groomed RG three and he was rookie of the year? But we saw Deshaun Kaiser just this past year, who would have been a huge beneficiary of some some uh, veteran leadership at that position. And we saw Deshaun Watson, who came in and tore things up before he tore his leg up. So I mean, mm-hmm. it, you know, you you're, you know, we you don't know, but I don't think you I don't you don't need to go out and get you don't need there to be some sort of mentor. And frankly, McCarron. I don't think he's done enough to earn the spot of being. A, if you go get him, then he's your quarterback. You end up getting him to be the mentor. Now, if you want to go right, out right. and get and yourself a Mark, okay. Yeah, if you want to go was, out and get yourself yeah, a Mark Sanchez, that. you want to get somebody who's been there. Mark Sanchez is he can't play anymore, really, but he's been at some AFC Championship games. He's got a little. He's got some seasoning. He he knows some things. Somebody like that to kind of help you a little bit. Yeah, okay, you go do that. But I, I just, I mean, that's what coaching's for. That's what, that's what, that's what you, you know, you, you've got, I mean, think about it. You've got your head coach. You've got the offensive coordinator. You've got the um, quarterback coach. You've got the passing game coordinator. There's four people right there that are going to be working with the quarterback. So that don't even got nothing to do with what goes on in the locker room with the strength and conditioning coach and, the, and those guys. So, yeah, you don't need that. We've seen it work. We've also seen where people have come in and done well without that, you know. And I just don't I, – I, I don't know that every quarterback that is – you know, you got Brett Favre and you got Aaron Rodgers sitting behind you. Are you really sharing everything, Aaron Rodgers? Did Tony Romo really share everything with Dak Prescott? Yeah, I mean, is the starter who you know the the incumbent who is the veteran is he really? You know what I mean? Like I, I'm sorry, it's, these are human beings, and this was my job, or this could be my job, or I should be a starter. You know what I mean? Like all of that human nature stuff that goes on. So I, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm sure there's some benefit. But frankly, if I'm the Browns, you done did it wrong so many times. Go out there and get you your number one pick. Now, if you want to take that number four pick and move back and pick up a couple more, pick up you know, maybe a late number one and a number two, after you go get your quarterback, okay, I, I can roll with that. But not the number one pick. Go get your quarterback, <laughs> please. If they don't, bro, I, ooh, I swear to God, I'm going to come on the show the next week, and I'm going to talk about them like, ooh, like they stole something. Ooh, ooh, I'm well, going to talk about them. Get, get yourself ready just because, and, and I mentioned the Browns because you have you talked about 
Deshaun Watson with Houston, and, and, and I get all of that. There just seems to be some cultural dysfunction going on there, and that's why everything gets skewed when you start talking about the Browns. Yeah, you've had other quarterbacks come in as a rookie and, and do a fantastic job, but for whatever reason, whatever reason, they can't seem to get it right. And that's why I bring up having to at least do something different, get a veteran in there to help the, the rookie because they've tried this formula before, getting Whedon in there, getting Tim Couch in there, cats in there that were that were uh, rookies and watching them all fail. So something's got to give. They've got to do something different because what they've been doing up to this point since they reestablished themselves in Cleveland hasn't worked. Yeah, but none of those guys, Whedon, Couch, none of those guys, I mean, we're talking about guys that are franchise number one picks now available. We're talking about a rich quarterback draft this year, okay? So, you know, if you have Andrew Luck out there, you know, you don't need Peyton Manning, right? Because we're going to go get Andrew Luck. And I think that's the situation they're in. There's three, at least three franchise quarterbacks out there. And they need to go get one with their first pick and stop bull jazzing, okay? That's what they need to do. The one thing they did right is they didn't fire Hugh Jackson. They brought him back. So we got a little continuity now, okay? Now we got to go get some damn players. We got a little continuity now because, listen, that team, you're right, Jay, so dysfunctional, ain't no one can fix. You, Bill Parcells couldn't fix that in a couple of years. Okay, you need you need three to five years to turn that culture around, get weed out the dead weight, get that that culture right, because that's really what you need to fix is that culture, you know, and stop making stupid mistakes like the trade to get McCarran and all that, you know, like fix that. And, and to me, send a message that we are now trying to turn things around. You are the laughing stock of the league and you are the laughing stock of your division. You've got three teams ahead of you that, that see the playoffs pretty regularly <laughs> even even the even the bungles <laughs> they see it they may not win but they see it okay so you've got three teams up there that you're looking up to and you probably got you know in in the conference i don't know i don't know if there's really anyone that we could say is as bad as them so set a tone with that it, frankly if i'm them if i'm the general manager and i'm making these decisions i'm not going to trade back I don't think I have the luxury. I've got two of the top five picks. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to – I remember years ago when the Cowboys had two first-round picks, and they went and they got um, – cornerback. <sighs> they got the cornerback, and they got the running back. Felix Jones, late first-round pick, mm-hmm. came out of the same draft with – uh. What's his name? Terrence McFadden. Okay. And Terrence yeah, Newman. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And Terrence Newman. Mm-hmm. And and it really and it really was sending a message. Like, you know, those were two huge areas. And 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 you know, Felix Jones had a decent career. He wasn't a superstar, but he, he played well. He had a decent career. Terrence Newman's still playing hundred years later. So I think yep. Cleveland needs to set that tone, use those two picks, and go get you two studs that can go out there next year and contribute. Don't be bull jazzing around. That's all I've got to say. Yeah, and um, I think the hire of John Dorsey hopefully will do that. Um, I think that he's going to have a lot of pressure, and he's going to be the one yeah, but he's pulling the team to the door. Yeah, but he's, you know, he came from the Giants, right? 
Um, Packers, I think. The Giants. Was it the Packers? Okay. Um, so, you know, he's been around. The name's been around. He'll be fine. As long as he yeah. has the power, as long as he has the power, which I believe he'll have, go go make it happen. Yep. Um, this one's a stupid question. I kind of thought K-Star was going to join us, but whatever. Um, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Um, Le'Veon Bell. So, you know, he says if he gets franchised, he's going to retire. Um, he has been an interesting character on that team as far as his contract negotiations, his suspensions, uh, his injuries, yet he's, you know, definitely a top two, top three back in this league. According to K-Star, he's the best in this league. I beg to differ. But, you know, if you look at the Mount Rushmore of running backs, what's that? Debatable subject. Yeah. But if you looked at the Mount Rushmore, you know, the, the four horsemen of running backs right now, you know, and, and you didn't put them in any particular order, he's one of them. Okay. So with that said, Jay, I'm going to ask you again, you're general manager. Um, you, you know what you've got with Bell, good and bad. Do you make a long-term deal? Do you franchise tag him and risk the, the retirement threat? Or, you know, is it possible that maybe it's time to cut bait? Because that's, that's the question out there. This is not my question. That's the question out there. Could the Steelers cut bait with him and figure he's uh, yeah. more trouble than he's? <laughs> You're right. I mean, it's definitely – uh, a uh, a possibility. If I was a general manager, I would, as you just stated, I quit bull jazzing. I sign him. I mean, you're talking about a position that has a ton of value, and it's gaining momentum with with uh, the David Johnsons of the world, the Ezekiel Elliotts of the world, the the Le'Veon Bells of the world. Pay to do, pay to do, because when he's healthy, he's productive. When he's on the field, he's productive. Pay him. Um. I'm trying to think. Um, pay him. Yeah, pay him. Look, Jimmy Johnson said it best. Different rules for different players. Um, you know, he's not he's not um, he's not ideal. You know, um, but I would pay him. You know, I, I would I would figure out a way. Now I don't know salary cap implications, but do you really want him to hit the market? Um, now, if you're going to franchise tag him, because the Cowboys apparently are going to franchise tag Demarcus Lawrence, but the word yep. is they're doing it just to lock him down, and they still, you know, have till July to make a deal. So, if they're going to franchise tag him, make sure it's with the idea that let's negotiate a long-term deal. Um, you know, what really annoys me, and it happens with the Cowboys too often. When you have players that have a lot of potential, there's a video around of T.O. being interviewed on um, one of the hard knocks that they did when T.O. was in Dallas and uh, Amendola was a rookie. And T.O. said, um, you know, this guy's got some skills and, you know, he's going to be a starter on some team. If it's not here, it'll be somewhere else. Well, he don't win won a Super Bowl. And T.O., while he's going to the Hall of Fame, never won a Super Bowl. And this guy done came won a Super Bowl, you know. Um, so it, it really annoys me when I see these players that have these disability and the team can't keep them because of the salary cap. And they have to let them go. And if somebody else gets to grab them. And it seems like, 
you know, I, I'm waiting on Dallas to be the recipient of being able to grab a player or two that another team can't keep <laughs> because of the salary cap. And it seems like it just doesn't happen. But we'll lose a player or two because of it. So, um, you know, if they can afford to keep them, they got to keep them. You know, they got a three-headed yeah. monster down there. And, uh, they, you know, they, they got to keep Bell on that team because he will have no problem getting top dollar anywhere he goes. You know, and I, mm-hmm. I think um, – Teams like the Giants that need a running game, you know, they will scoop him up in a in a in a second, and um, or try to. So, um, dude's a generation of talent. So give him give him the loop. Yeah, give him the loop. Um, last the last topic of the night. This is really it. You know, I wasn't gonna do a long show because, you know, because there's no need to. But the last topic of the night. Um, did you see the All Star game? Yes, I did. Um, and I'm not. And I'm not. You know, this is a football show. I'm not going to review the All Star game. That's not. But what can the NFL learn from the NBA, Jay? Because the Pro Bowl is terrible. I mean, I literally watched the, of the NFL Pro Bowl. I literally watched half of the first quarter, and then I just changed the channel. It was so bad, I couldn't watch it. So, and as you know, the All-Star game was phenomenal. It was great, all the way down to mm-hmm. the end. Phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, and and can, can they lay off my girl, Fergie, please? Can y'all lay off Fergie. <laughs> hey, you, <laughs> she, I'm, I'm glad she owned up. She said, hey, I tried something different. It didn't work. And, and let's move on. So I, I had no problem with that. Ah, leave Fergie. Leave her. I've always liked Fergie. Leave Fergie alone. She ain't, you know. It wasn't her. Was it? Was it? You know? Was it a riveting performance? No. But was it as bad Hell as people no. were trying? To, yeah. Was it as bad as it? Come on, man. You know, I remember Carl Lewis trying to sing. Now that's something you want to laugh at. Roseanne Barr. Right, now that's Roseanne something. That, you know what I mean? Yeah. Come on now. She did kind of like a cabaret thing. You know what I mean? You know, did it work? No. But was it? Horrible? Nah, it was alright. Yeah. It was alright. You know, like the Mad Rapper you know said, what? it was alright. It was alright. It was cool. Yeah. And, and I'm all for folks trying something different. Hey, I mean, the only way you're gonna learn is if you try something different. It didn't work out. Okay, let's move on. It really wasn't that big of a deal. I thought it was funny. Uh, it wasn't very good, and she owned up to it. So I mean, it, it, it is what it is. It, it's no longer Plus, a deal. Go out there anymore. If you're gonna go out there and sing with the dress she was wearing. Cause you can sound like anything you want. Anyway. You stupid. They're not. What's nine plus ten? Twenty-one. You stupid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, anyway. Woo! Woo. Dilly dilly. dilly, dilly. dilly. Uh, so. Is there any way that the NFL could ever get a game as competitive as the NBA? And I get it, the injuries and all that, but is there any way, Jay, that the NFL could figure out a way to put a quality Pro Bowl on the field for us fans? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's, it's the injuries. And I think if, if, if the game wasn't as violent as it, as it is, comparatively speaking to the NBA All-Star Game or Major League All-Star Game, baseball All-Star Game, we'd have a different discussion. Um, I do like the, the fact that they pick captains and you got to do the, the draft and whatnot. I think they can incorporate that into the 
uh, festivities for the Pro Bowl. I think that would be a good they start. They did that already, though. What? They did that. Remember? Uh, Dion and, and yeah, yeah. Jerry Rice well, and Michael Irvin. And yeah. They did that. Yeah, they, they did. I mean, I'm, I'm talking more from the standpoint of the players that are actually playing that are the captains that are picking. So they, they, they have that format, but trickle it down even further. Let 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 it be. Well, okay, that's, that's the only difference they did. They used Hall of Famers instead of, um, you know, they didn't use yeah, real live players. Fair. But I mean, they had captains that went and picked the teams, and it, it and it and it had nothing to do with conferences. Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Is that the world famous Doctor Train joining the Madden Voice? I don't know if I'm world famous, but <laughs> I am joining the Madden. in the house, boy. <laughs> What'd you say, Choo Choo? I was going to listen in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, not. Now I'm stuck with that damn name. Because it hasn't your ass is late, though. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Perfect time for this. You stupid. I think at the end of the day, that's what's in the player's head. 
I'm out here to have fun. I'm not about to get injured for something that doesn't even count towards anything. Yeah, Jay was saying the same thing. So, you know, so, so would it make, I mean, so why have the game? Shouldn't they just get rid of it then? You know, I would. Just, I would just, rather see them play flag football. I, I watch them play flag football because then I know they're they're in the confines, confines of the rules of flag football. But I can't watch you put on helmets and pads and talk about you about to play real football when you're not. Because there's really no contact. Yeah, I'd I'd be okay with flag football. I'd also be okay with. A skills contest, but different than what they do the day before. I, th- I think that kind of stuff is ridiculous what they're doing now. Um, it is. But you know, it really is. we have we have debates. For instance, I remember back. This might be before both of your time. There was a show on ABC called The Superstars, and they would have pro athletes competing against each other. And one of the one of the events that they would have was the hundred yard dash. Okay, and it was the hundred yard dash. And I'll never forget Tony Dorsett running in his, and he described he only had his tennis shoes. And he ran like a 9.57 or something. Like, it was like blazing in tennis shoes. Like, wasn't really prepared and went out there and blew everybody away. Because Tony Dorsett was that fast. Y'all, in case y'all don't remember, he was lightning fast, okay? And my point is we always have these debates on the fastest who's the fastest man in the nfl who has the best hands who has the strongest arm you know who's the strongest player remember larry allen you know back in his day with the cowboys was one of the strongest players in the nfl right why not find it out to me i want to see especially like the fastest man i love because you know jay we're track guys I'd love to see that. The yeah. strongest arm. There's always talk about the strongest arm. There's always talk about who's the most accurate quarterback. Like, get some of these superstars that make the Pro Bowl. Get these Aaron Rodgers and these Drew Breeses and these Tom Brady's. Now, it don't matter if you're, you're in the Super Bowl. Now you can come because there's no contact. Not, you know, you well, I'll, have I'll something come. to say about it, but, that, but that's a different issue. But I'll, you can participate now. Why can't you have I'm on a roll now. Don't, don't, don't work with me. Why can't you have the Pro Bowl in the same location as the Super Bowl? So now you can get Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers, any of these superstars that might be playing in the Super Bowl can participate because now we're going to have the Pro Bowl skills contest right in the same location as the Super Bowl. So these guys are already there. I mean, am I on to something or am I crazy? Now y'all can tell me I'm crazy or am I on to something. Uh, you're somewhere in the middle because it sounds really like a glorified combine, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, yeah, that's yeah, really, right. Yeah, it's really what it boils down to. Yeah, but, okay, combine is nameless college players. Okay, I'm talking superstars. I'm talking the best of the best. That, to me, is much more eye-appealing than these guys coming out of college trying to get a job. I'm talking about the best of the best. Can you imagine Aaron Rodgers against Tom Brady to see who's more accurate? And, and I'm not downplaying it. I, I, I'm, I'm actually pretty cool with it. I'm just saying that's really what we're, we're talking about is a glorified combine because combine, offensive lineman, defensive lineman, how many times can you put up two, two and a quarter? How, many, uh, how fast can you, can you do the, the 40, uh, the cone drill, yeah, all that I, stuff? I would, I would do it differently. 
I wouldn't do it like the combine. I wouldn't do how many times you can push up 225. I do max. I want the strongest. Okay, so let's go max. Like, and they used to do this because Larry Allen, I remember, was the strongest guy yep. in the NFL a long time ago. Okay, so like what's your, what's, right. So I would. What's your max bench press or deadlift or whatever you want to do to measure strength? Whatever it is, max. Boom. That's it. You know, sprint. I wouldn't do the forty because that's that. Nah, hundred. Because forty, Jay. You know the forty. If you get a good start, it's over. Hundred is true speed. Right. Carl Lewis, worst starts in history. Always won because he was fast. So I would do 100. Like, I would make it so that the questions, to me, it's about, hey, if I'm not, if I can't put, I mean, let me be clear. I'd rather see a game <laughs> where these guys actually didn't care and went out and said, I'm going to go play football. God bless Sean Taylor. Because when he played mm-hmm. in the Pro Bowl, he's like, what? <laughs> I come here to hit. What, you, what, what, what are you talking about? We ain't supposed to hit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Hold my beer. You know what I mean? <laughs> he went out here yep. and did what he had to do, you know? But now... We know what it is. So if you're not going to give me that, then give me something that answers questions that we ask each other all year. And we are, who's the fastest? Who's this? Who's that? I don't know. They got to do something different. That's the bottom line. That's my suggestion. That's all I got. But they got to do something different. You know, that, that, that's, that's that. They got to do something different. Because I will not watch another Pro Bowl um, under these circumstances again. Unless, unless and, you know, and, and, and I think what's interesting is, I don't think there's anybody in the NFL that has the cachet that LeBron James has in the NBA. LeBron James really took this game seriously and set the standard, and everybody followed suit. I don't know that there's anyone in the NFL that has that cachet, not even Tom Brady. I just don't think there is. And, of course, when he's in every Super Bowl, then he's been missing all the Pro Bowls. So even if he did, he ain't going to be there anyway. So... And I mean, the players' union is completely different from the NFL to the to the NBA as well. Uh, the the players' union and the and Goodell and his cohorts they bump heads like nobody's business. Whereas you've got Adam Silver and, and I can't remember the lady's name. It seemed like a really bright, lovely lady. They seem to be hand in hand, arm in arm. They get it. If we could ever get to that point with the NFL. I think things will loosen up, and we may be able to have folks like a LeBron James of the NFL be able to percolate to the top and really take the reins and, and lead, lead folks in the right direction. But there's so much animosity on both sides, it's hard to get through all that red tape. Yeah. All right. Dr. Train, yeah. Yeah. anything you want to add? Because we're about to wrap up. You're late, but that's okay. We'll take a little. We'll take a, a little train is better. A little choo choo is better than nothing. <laughs> yeah, hilarious, hilarious. I just, I just, uh, just dilly dilly. Yeah. <laughs> just adding on to the end of what Jay was talking about. You know, the relationship between the players' union and the um, uh, NFL. And I don't know all the full intricacies, but I try to read as much as I can. And sometimes I wonder if it's uh, if it's just, you know, based on the fact that, I mean, the NFL, the, the, the players shouldn't want the players to be taken care of while they're playing and after they're done playing. Um, and then on the owner's side or NFL side, it is, it is about the product that's on the field. 
and um, the players' concerns uh, while they're playing and even after they're done playing almost has a direct effect to uh, what product ends up being on the field. I think it does have a direct effect of what product ends up being on the field, and I think that's where you got to. I think that's where they just continue to bump heads. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's some valid points there. Right? I mean, I, I think no matter what, as long as you know, you, you know, you get these ACLs and PCLs and MCLs and the concussions and. You know, as long as that stuff is as prevalent as it is, I don't think the Pro Bowl is going to be ever competitive again. Yeah. They're just they're just too afraid to, you know, to mess with their money. And I mean, I guess to some degree, I can't blame them. But then let's stop putting an inferior product on the field. Let's just My, get rid yeah. of the game altogether. You know, don't insult you know us true football fans. I was this year. I was literally looking forward to the Pro Bowl. I'm like, all right, let's go. And I'm telling you, I didn't make it through the first quarter. I went. I think wrestling was on that night, and I was going to. Um, I got the WWE Network, so I can see the wrestling anytime. I ended up saying I might as well just watch wrestling. If I'm gonna watch fake, I will watch something that it admits to being fake instead of this crap. And that's what I did. Mm-hmm. I watch wrestling. Yeah, didn't watch it. So, I, I I think we were having breakfast, and I put it up on my tablet, and I looked. I. I Took a, I think I sat in the screen for about five minutes, and as soon as I saw what the first tackle looked like, I was like, "Yeah, I'm done." <laughs> no, y'all, this is not even worth. Train. It was 67 degrees today here in Connecticut. Oh, nice. It's gonna be 75 tomorrow. You know that. February. Yeah, I just opened up my window, man. I turned my heat off today. And um, my, my heat's been off all day, and I'm I'm sweating in my house. I'm warm, so I just opened up my window. Uh, we got a we got a nice little cold front here in California, man. Mm-hmm. Folks putting well, on you know what? jackets and all. Well, well, you know what? I'm gonna text you tomorrow. I'll mess with you because I can. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, hey, how, how, how you doing out here in California? <laughs> uh, all right. All right. I got nothing left. Good show. Um, train, last one on, first one off. Any final words? I know you missed most of the show, but I'm sure you'll catch it on. Uh, you got to catch our first 30, 40 minutes, bro. We, we got into some, we okay. got into some, some, we got into, me and Jay got, we, me and Jay broke it down, man. We got into some stuff. So you get some time, man. Check it out and give us your feedback. But any final words? Uh, man, I, I guess for me, I'm in, I'm in the uh, in the true off-season fan mode, trying to track everything that's going on with my team, seeing who we pick up, seeing who we let go, seeing who gets franchise tags. <laughs> it's uh, uh, other than that, just enjoying the Winter Olympics for when I can catch it. Okay. Yeah, you know, I can't get into. I've never been able a fan of the Winter Olympics. Like I just curling I'm, is the I'm, shit, T. Man, I can't. I just I don't. Nothing about it curling, intrigues bro. me, man. I'm summer Olympics. I'm summer Olympics, man. I I woo boy, love the summer Olympics. Not even short Winter track. Olympics? What's short track? Short track is when they uh when they uh skate around the shorter track. 
Not the long one, oh, that's speed skating. Speed skating. The shorter track when they got their hand on the hand on the ground come and on, skating man. around and trying to pass each other. What? Come on. Follow come on, man. The only no. Come on, man. The only listen, the only black person out there skating got told to go play basketball. <laughs> Somebody, oh my God! Yeah, oh, yeah. they told him basketball, man. They, they, you know what I'm saying? They say they say told that brother go play basketball. They didn't say go, but it's basketball. Like, okay. <laughs> but but Woo. but train train. Help me with this one. How do you uh-huh. get caught doping, and, and you're a curler? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? I don't. You ain't moving that I have no because I don't understand. What? I mean, maybe they needed more focus. <laughs> no, dog. But <laughs> there is no way you should be called doping for curling out of all sports. There, <laughs> you put some freaking that's... rock down. <laughs> you 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 sweep it, man. Bad. I mean, you clean clean your kitchen quicker. Then that's how you can train. I don't understand that one. Yeah. yeah. JP, yeah. any final words? Uh, my final words are going to continue to be what we spoke about in the opening topic because that, that hits close to home, obviously, for for the three of us in particular and in society as a whole. Uh, I will continue to applaud LeBron and KD and get behind Chris Long and, 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 and um, Kaepernick because we have societal issues and we need to continue to bring it to the forefront. And, and to you, you hit on it. Solidly, it's not just about us. It's about the children that we're leaving this country to. We have to set an example for them to have a voice, continue to have a voice, to continue to push for equality. So, those are my final words. Let's let's keep this thing going. Let's not stop. Let's not dribble and and call it a day. Let's continue to make this, get in front of this, and continue to have this be a, a topic that that knows no end, knows no boundaries. Well. I'm going to go back and finish off with, uh, I mean, I'm sure as politics and sports have inter- intersected, and I call it the Kaepernick effect, um, and we're going to continue to monitor, you know, the, the connection between sports and politics here on the Madden Voice. But I'm a, my final comments is going to be on sports, uh, on football. And, you know, this is for me, the more I think about this past football season, and what went on in this league and what we have to look forward to, the more I'm really, really determined that I'm done with excuses. I'm just, I'm just done with them. I just, I don't want to hear it anymore. I, I just think that, and, and I think everyone should kind of feel the same way. Like, like, you know, your, your team, if your team isn't making progress towards the ultimate goal, don't cut them no slack. And, you know, my, my team has floundered, and it always seems to be something, always something. Somebody got hurt. Somebody got suspended. You know, it, it, always something. And I'm, I'm just done with it. I'm just, I'm just done with it. I am. It, it's time now, you know, it's, it, and, and to make it very personal, you know, there's a meme going around that talks about the Cowboys' lack of success in the last 22 years. And I shared it on Facebook and on Twitter, and I said, I said, sobering, because it's true. The Cowboys have really pretty much accomplished nothing in the last 22 years. A lot of statistics, 
but really nothing to speak of. Not, you know, what, two, three playoff wins, if that. I'm done. I'm done with the excuses. I'm done. When a team like the Eagles, who lost key players, traded a key player, um, lost their franchise quarterback, and still go in and win a Super Bowl under their second-year head coach, and my seventh-year head coach can't get it figured out, I'm done. I don't want to hear it no more. I don't want to hear you didn't have Tyron Smith. I don't want to hear – and I was the biggest one, so I'm guilty, okay? So I'm yelling at myself. I was the one making excuses. No Tyron Smith, no Sean Lee, you know, um, no Ezekiel Elliott. I was the one making excuses. You know what? I'm done. I'm done with the excuses. It is, it is your job to be competitive, and there's 53 active men on that roster. So now we are in the off season. I'm just like Train. I'm watching everything. Who's getting franchised? The franchise tag opened up today. They've got um, – is the Combine next week? I think the Combine's next week, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. The, the huh? Combine? Yeah. Oh, yeah, so this combine week, right? Is it this week or next week? No, I think it's this week. I think it's this week. Yeah, I think it's this week. Okay. Okay. All right. I know it's soon. So you got the Combine – yeah, you got the combine yeah, coming. Yeah. You know, a week from we're going to have. Okay. A week from today? Yeah, that's when it'll start. Okay. Oh, I knew okay. it was soon. So, so yeah, well, this week, next week, it's soon. We've got free agency is going to be coming, the draft. I mean, there's a lot of. This is why I'm going to keep the show going because there's a lot going on, and I just, I'm staying plugged in. And I noticed. When I do the show, I'm, I have to come on the show with things to talk about, so I'm more focused. I'm paying more attention to what's going on. So that's why I'm going to keep – whether you guys join me or not, I'm going to be doing the show. I may skip a week here and there because of work or whatever, but for the most part, up until we get to like you – know, when the weather gets really nice and y'all know I got to take a break, I got to get to the beach and get on my bike yeah. and you know, hang, with, you know, hang with my girl. And you know, I got I to gotta do all that warm weather stuff. So I'm going to cut – you know, warm weather hits, then I'm going to stop for a couple months. Um, take the break and then get back when the season starts. But but from now through the end of the winter and through most of spring, we're going to be right here. And I want to watch. I'm just like Dr. Train. I'm watching everything my team does. I'm watching what all the teams are doing. And who's making moves to be a winner and who's staying packed? Oh, the one thing we didn't talk about. Let me, let me you know, and I know I said final words, but my, my bad. There's one other thing I did want to touch on, and then we get out of here. Um Devin McCourty came out and said that he knew Malcolm Butler wasn't starting uh, 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 um, and that the team knew. And I just, I just want to call bullshit. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. Yep. I got no issue with Devin McCourty, but I just want to publicly say bullshit because when I'm watching the Super Bowl and I'm watching the national anthem and homeboy is crying during the national anthem, there's no way you're going to tell me that he knew. There's no way that anybody's going to tell me that he knew that he wasn't starting, that he knew that he wasn't playing. No. That is a bunch of bullshit. Not bull crap. Not bull jazz. Not bull Twinkies. That is bullshit. I'm telling y'all, the Patriots are in trouble, not because they don't have the talent to do it, because of all this freaking dysfunction. Watch what I said. They will not be in the Super Bowl next year. I am telling you that right now. And if y'all listened to my show last week, I already said this. I'm saying it again. Dysfunction. And the dysfunction is hitting. It's hitting hard now. Y'all have anything to add to that? Because, I, I, you know, I'm, you know, 
jump in if you just want to. Just one word, Odo. I just, I just got one word. Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. Totally agree with you, Totally agree with you. Yep. 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 Even had okay. a, a, a defensive lineman refute that also. Oh, come on, man. It, listen, I, I can count uh, Teddy Bruschi, uh, Damian uh, Woody, um, who else? There's it, several former Super Bowl champion Patriots that are in the media now. And every one of them said, they're all connected to the team still, and every one of them said, yeah, nah, no one knew. Now this mug going to come out here and talk about, nah, we knew. Man, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. You're lying. And if that was the case, Belichick would have came out and said that. He would have came and said, well, he was notified, you know, a week ago that he wasn't going to be playing. And Belichick didn't say that. I call, I call bullshit. And I think the Patriots are on their way down now. I think all of this, see, see, we couldn't, you know, the, the teams can't beat. I mean, I know the Eagles got them. But, I mean, when you look at their legacy, they're winners, okay? And, and what's going to bring them down is that arrogance to think that no matter what you do, you can just get away with it. Nah. Nah, you're messing with people. You're messing with people's lives, and you're messing with people's money. And at some point, it's going to come and bite you. Don't mess with people's money. Don't mess with people's lives. You mess with their lives, you mess with their family. You mess with the money, you mess with their family. And that's what's going to bring this franchise down. So, that's all right. people's emotions, man. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Come get some. Right on. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Hey, Train, I know, you You know, thanks for joining us. Of course, it's, I'm thinking you, you're coming on late. I forget. We're three hours apart, so you're just getting into your evening. My evening is wrapping up, and you're just getting into your evening, so you're good. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, but appreciate you joining us, JB. Bro, you know how we do. You know, it's always a pleasure to be on the show with my brother. You know what I'm saying? In case you're whatever you're doing. I don't know if you're moving. I know you're supposed to be moving soon, so we wish you the, the best on the move if that's what you're out there doing. I know you're moving to get closer to your daughter. Hey, man, number love on that front. So, hey, for uh, the missing K-Star, hope everything's cool with him. Dr. Train, thanks for joining us. And, of course, JB, it's me, Commissioner T. Thank you, everybody, for being loyal to the Madden Voice. We'll be back here next Tuesday night because now in the off season, as we get ready for the upcoming season, this is the show of no excuses. We'll see everybody next week. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... 
Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.